0: Welcome to Genetically Speaking, ASHG's new podcast. This episode is part of a series focused on career insights from your fellow members. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the ASHG podcast and audio stories. My name is uh, Dr. Chris Gunter. I'm your host, and today we're joined by Somia Sisodia. From Baylor College of Medicine. She is a trainee in the uh, lab of Dr. Sharon Plan who is wonderful. We were discussing about how wonderful she is. So Somia, thank you so much for joining us today. I understand you're here in the ASHG offices because you're here for the Career Development Committee meetings. So can you start off just by telling me a little about you and what you do and what your research is focusing on right now?
1: Yeah, uh, so thank you so much for having me. It's very exciting to be interviewed by you. (laughs) Um, I uh, am currently a fifth-year PhD student in the and genomics program at Baylor College of Medicine. Uh, and I'm in the lab of Dr. Sharon Plan, as you just mentioned. And we are a pediatric cancer genomics lab. Uh, and so my project specifically focuses on kids who are born with specific birth defects, and they are known to be at a high risk for developing specific childhood cancers. Mm -hmm. So my project is all about understanding the genetic basis of this association. So the first part of my project was, you know, doing uh, analysis, of the whole genome sequencing data of these patients and uh, their families. And then the second part is functionally characterizing these variants and their role in childhood cancer.
0: That's so interesting. Yeah. And are you actually able to see the families and work with them, or are you mostly working in the lab?
1: Yeah, just in the lab, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. Because yeah.
0: <laughs> you, so you want to see the families. I know. I remember yeah. that from being a graduate student. I wanted to go in and see the families. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason they don't just let anybody walk in off the street. yet. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how it goes. So how did you decide on human genetics, Dr. Plans Lab? How did you decide on this course?
1: Yeah. So um, I think we can start with, like, how did I decide? About Baylor, uh-huh. like when I was applying to grad school. So, um, I think I wanted to get advanced training in genetics, and I wanted to come to the U.S. because of the the PIs that I worked under when I was in India during my undergrad. They had done their postdoctoral training in the U.S., okay. and I was just very impressed by the breadth of knowledge that they had. And I was like, well, I want to get to that position. Because India is
0: a great place to learn genetics, right? A long mm-hmm. history of human genetics too. That's right. Really cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then so, and one of them had actually done their postdoctoral training. At Baylor so that's how I came to know about Baylor and then I did my own research and I was like well Baylor had a huge variety of like genetics going on so you have people who do neurogenetics reproductive genetic cancer and like all sorts of different things along with being one of the institutes that was involved in the human genome sequencing project so I was like well this is where I would love to be if they select me and they did and so that was very exciting um, and then when I was Looking for labs to rotate in. I have to say, like, I chose three labs. Um, I At that time, I hadn't decided that I would join Dr. Plon's lab. Mm-hmm. But I think what impressed me the most was her mentorship uh, and just the supportive environment that was there. The science was great in all the three rotations that I did. But I think the support that I saw students getting in her lab, I was like, that's the kind of mentorship I want. And I think I had prioritized mentor- mentoring and mentorship as one of the things that I want out of my PhD, and I was like, this lab satisfies that requirement, so that's so how I decided.
0: Important. So it sounds like then you didn't necessarily specifically know in advance that you wanted to work on cancer; mm-hmm. you just knew you wanted to do human genetics. It sounds right. Okay. Yeah, yes, that's great. I almost mm-hmm. postdoc at Baylor, so I agree. It oh. is a totally great, and that was you know like last week almost, but no. <laughs> but yes, exactly.
1: So uh, that's really cool. So then, how big is the lab? How many people are there? And it's a small lab. Uh, so currently, so at the time when I joined, there were three students, and now we we just got one more student. So now we are three students again. Like the two students when I. Had joined have graduated since. One of them is Nanad. Ninag- oh, oh yeah, who's on our man. committee, yes. the uh,
0: Online Programs of Professional Education. He's
1: great. And he's yeah.
0: on Twitter. We're going to come back to Twitter yes. in a minute. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. So,
1: yes. So, um, yeah, so it's three students, and then uh, we have a lab mm-hmm. manager, and then we have two staff scientists who work on ClinGen. So, that's another consortium that Dr. Clown is a part of. And because she's a clinician, there are genetic counselors also yeah. who work. So, it's a kind of It's a small lab, the research part of it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's great. And so now looking back now with all your wisdom from five years, right? (laughs) (laughs) So is there anything that you would do differently or is there anything you would tell yourself looking back when you were looking at labs or deciding where to go?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I have to say, I think I got lucky as far as, like, realizing that I want to prioritize mentorship as the basis of choosing the lab. Um, I don't... um, I think going back, if I had to give advice to somebody else who was joining, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would tell them to prioritize this. I don't think anyone told me. Uh, And when I was basing my decision of joining the lab on this, I wasn't sure if this was going to be the best decision. But I, yeah, five years down the line, yes, it was. It, It so was. Like I hear all kinds of stories on Twitter and I feel so grateful. Uh, So I think going back, I I wouldn't do anything differently, but I I would definitely advise students that in addition to science, focus on the mentor. You're investing six years of your life as a very, sometimes as a very young student and you want to be in an nurturing environment.
0: Absolutely, because the science, as we all know, fails, right? That's why we call it research, because yes. we have to repeat it over and over. But that that quality of having a good relationship and having the mentoring stays, right? That's mm-hmm. through everything. So.
1: Yeah, and I've seen like uh, the alumni who have graduated from the lab and who have chosen to stay in touch with the lab. I, it's just amazing the relationship that they have with Dr. Plon and with the current students. So, yeah, and I, so I love that.
0: Mm-hmm. And you will have like I go back to reunions for my PhD program again the week before last. But right, exactly, uh-huh. right. yeah, at ASHD too. I mean, it's really great net, that networking to have. Yeah. yeah, that's so great. And so you, um, uh, you land on Dr. Plom, which is great. Did, were you specifically looking for a women for a female mentor as well? Mm-hmm. Or?
1: uh not really. Okay, but I am so glad again yeah. uh, that I chose this. Uh, I have to say, so when I was coming from India. Um, I think the thing that, the idea that was hammered into me was like focus on the science. Yeah. Nothing was told to me about gender roles. Nothing was told to me about women mm-hmm. in science. I was exposed to a lot of it on Twitter and through hearing stories through other people. Yes. And and now I am so glad I am in the lab of um, a woman who is such a strong leader. Uh, and Italy, is on Twitter also. And is on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. And she stands up, for what she believes. And and I I used to be a very shy person. I'm trying to break out of that. (laughs) And it's nice to have somebody like her to look up to and to learn from. And I've seen other women who work with her and I've seen how they have evolved and how much they respect each other and how much they respect her. And so it's a very uh, nurturing environment as women in science to just like, you know, feel that vibe off of each other and uh, learn to mutually respect everyone. And... Um, stand up for what you believe in yeah
0: that's Oh, you're making me all verklenp. Oh. That's awesome. Um, so we've talked about Twitter a few times. Yes. So I was very excited. You follow me on Twitter. I, I so this is I know you won't tell anybody this. So I've I, I've come to the point where you can only follow so many people on Twitter. So instead, I use that program TweetDeck and put mm. people in lists. So I have you in on one of my lists. So oh I my, can actually see tweets that are coming. Across. I know it's what? so exciting, unbelievable. <laughs> so, so tell me what you get out of Twitter. And what do you use it for?
1: Uh, okay, so initially when I joined Twitter, it was because of how much, um, because it got mentioned in lab meetings a couple of times. Because Nanad, you had used right. to be on, was is still on Twitter, and Dr. Plan is on Twitter, and he used to do these like sketch notes for all these talks that he was attending. He just did one for our webinar for you guys. It was amazing. I know, I know, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not that creative, so I'm like, okay, I will never be able to get that. But I was like, well, out of from being on Twitter, I was able to uh, not develop a relationship with a lot of the people, but at least get to know them and get to see how they interact with people. So I can give you an example. So for example, I uh, attended a workshop at Baylor, Mm -hmm. uh, which was on career development. And in that, we were given an assignment to do a 10 minute informational interview with someone and with someone in the field that we want to be in, or we want to be like them. And so I was like, well, um, I had seen her, I follow her with Malik on Twitter. Um, He's amazing. I know, right? He's and, amazing. Uh, two days after our information interview, I'm skipping parts, yeah. he became part of National Academy of yeah. Medicine, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, I yeah. talked to him. like You got in early. I know, I like two days ago. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I used Twitter yeah. to break ice, and when I was sending this cold email to him, I mm-hmm. want to conduct an information interview. Within a few hours, heard back from him. We did an amazing interview and it was just great to get career advice from a guy that I look up to so and I've done that with several other PIs I've done that with Clement Chow with Michael Hoffman and all of that we're is both also great Twitter, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, see that's amazing yeah yeah yeah. and is there
0: anyone that you follow on Twitter that you totally love to meet in person besides meet who's amazing
1: um I really wanted to meet you oh, <laughs> and I, I when I saw that you're interviewing yeah. I was like Oh my God, this is, this is like four people that I wanted to meet. And yes, check, 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 check. See,
0: there you go. So goal accomplished. So, okay,
1: anyone else that you want to meet? Uh,
0: I can help make intros.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I would love to meet... Um, okay, this is going to be ambitious. I yeah. would love to meet your new boss uh, Eric. Eric Green yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: come on over my office is right next door to his anytime yeah 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 you should have seen he was posting from We well A we just got him to be on Twitter which is mm-hmm. a lot of fun so I had to introduce him to the concept of hashtags recently oh wow and we were also trying to teach him about memes which was I, I would say we have make success so we were trying to teach him about Baby Yoda our, oh. our communications director Sarah Bates was doing that and because I'm totally into Baby Yoda right so nice. I don't think he gets it but we're you know baby steps <laughs> that's great I yeah, excellent. Okay,
1: that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a recent tweet from him, and I was like, um, "Yeah, he's getting get great coaching from Chris and yeah, exactly. yeah, well, yeah. And, and Sarah and the yeah. team there exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: so tell me about then the career development committee because you serve on that committee. So you're, it, it, I think it's such a great opportunity for trainees to be part of ASHG. So how do you feel about it? And any advice for trainees who want to be on it or?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think I would advise all trainees out there who are. Working in genetics, just become an ASHG member. Uh, it is not intimidating. It may sound very intimidating. It is a great opportunity. Yeah. You get to meet with so many people from so many different sub-specialities of genetics. And you feel less and less intimidated by them, I think. It really breaks down walls. Uh because I think as a graduate student, sometimes, you know, when experiments are failing in the lab, you're like, oh, my God, I'm good for nothing. It's so hard. And then it's nice to be a part of a community that extends beyond your lab, beyond your science, where you can be involved, like as a person where your science doesn't define you, you know, and I think career development is like I'm in my fifth year, like I said, and it I'm using it right now to like my own path, and so I know how important it is. And so, I would love that's why I wanted to be a part of this committee early on so that I can help trainees who are just starting out in grad school or who are undergrads and really help guide them with whatever limited experience I have to make the best decisions they can and to also leverage experiences of people on my committee and make better decisions myself. So yeah. Yeah. There's so much going on. Okay, so you mentioned your path. So
0: what's next for you then?
1: I want to uh stay in the traditional ac- academic path for now. Uh so I want to do a traditional postdoc in the academic setting. I'm still not sure in what topic. I still want to stay in genetics. Yeah. Um I'm not sure which like there's just so many exciting things going on in genetics right now. It's like every talk that I attend excites me so yeah. I am finding it hard to focus but I think as as I get towards the end of my PhD I think I'll have a clearer idea of yeah. which lab do I want to go to so yeah. And
0: well and in my experience of being a postdoc really helped me focus so I was a good graduate student because I think there's a structure and there's an out like that you can see the light right. in the tunnel and you have a goal just get out get out get out that's your goal mm-hmm. but I actually was not a great postdoc I had a hard time because I kind of floundered because I t- went into a postdoc even though I didn't think I wanted to be a traditional academic and a year in a postdoc I was like yeah I definitely don't want to be a traditional academic mm-hmm. what do I do now right right so it is if you're if you know you want to set up a lab postdocs are great and even if you think you're going to stay in science i mean i'm really glad i did one but i just want to say it is totally normal to after a year in a postdoc be like i this is not for me yeah right? mm-hmm. but you really do learn all kind of different stuff so for example in my um, graduate lab we were taught that um to run sequencing gels which we did at the time i know you don't know what that is but no uh, <laughs> we had to use 10x tbe and we had to make our own stock and that was the only buffer we could use and gels would not work otherwise and they would catch mm-hmm. on fire blah, blah blah and i walked into my postdoc lab and they had a giant communal vat like everybody shared oh it and it was TAE and I was like what is this right it's total heresy right so if nothing else you learn all kind of different stuff that helps mm-hmm. with your science where it's totally right. different and it's okay to be interested in lots of different stuff I think that's okay right yeah at some point you do have to go to the lab and you have to focus if that's what you want to do but mm-hmm. yeah yeah stuff. that's actually how I knew I wanted to be a journal editor that's mm-hmm. how I went into journal editing is again in my postdoc I was just like I, I don't I'm not interested in this tiny speck of that that's not what I want to do instead I want to learn about everything so, right yeah. yeah but you have plenty of room plenty of time mm-hmm. well I would say one of the themes that has emerged from the interviews I've been doing with everybody is kind of the twisty path mm-hmm. right and um, almost no one that I've interviewed so far has had a straight path it's right. lots of twisty path which is really cool I think that's cool so.
1: yeah I'm hoping that I don't have to like make the final decision of for the next 10 years like You don't, you don't, you know, like, I I think think that's a
0: trap that trainees get into. Mm -hmm. It's so hard because that's what it seems like you have to do. But no, man, I never thought ever I would be in academia, like going back in academia. Mm -hmm. My last position was at Emory. I was like, I'm not going to be a PI, blah, blah, blah. I'm not moving back to Atlanta because that's where I'm from. Yeah, that's where I ended up, right? So, yeah, Yeah. you just don't know. So for me, it's worked out basically kind of five-year increments. Right. Yeah, and that's It's all good. It's all good. It's good to know. Thank you. So, okay. So, I know you spend all your time in the lab because you're a graduate student, (laughs) and that's what you do. But if you're ever not in the lab, do you Mm -hmm. have any
1: hobbies or anything outside of work? Oh my god, that—that's funny you mentioned that. Uh, So, I don't want it to sound like I don't have hobbies because I'm in grad school. Of course, I. My mother like tried so hard. to get me to do stuff. So, yeah. like, she made me join, like, cooking classes back in right. India, like, piano lessons, calligraphy. Uh, I don't know, all sorts of things. My younger sister picked all of it up. Wow. And she's she's this creative energy. And she's doing architecture now uh, back home. But I, just, I was like, no, I just want to study. Like, I love science. I, okay. I just want to do that. You can love science. It's all good. But the cooking, I mean, in
0: ways, cooking is like science, right? I,
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, uh-oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That, that's that, that's yeah. the one thing that I'm so confused with. I'm like, why don't I like this? This should be like doing experiments, but yeah. I feel like I do enough of it in the yeah, lab. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, like that you're not.
0: So, are you a baker? then do you like um,
1: baking or? if there are like clear-cut instructions okay
0: so that's yes. so okay so that's in my postdoc lab it was clear that there are two types of people so the molecular biologists are chefs because they're mm-hmm. like whatever i'll just throw a little of this in and i'll just throw a little of this in, and it's fine whatever whereas right. i was more like a cytogenesis i have to do things for eight minutes exactly <laughs> that's not 802 it's eight minutes exactly and then you have to yes. turn it over this way and you have to do so that's i'm a baker okay right because yes. you have to do things for exactly that mm-hmm.
1: time. so see you do like some kind of cook. <laughs> I, I love watching shows on Netflix. I, oh, I'm not embarrassed to say that. The Great British Bake Off. Oh my God! See
0: exactly. It's, okay. It's, when it's the next one amazing. comes out, we'll have a binge session. Yes. on Twitter and we'll
1: Let's do it. I
0: love this. is great. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to wrap us up. Thank you very much. I've been your host, uh, Dr. Chris Gunnar, and I've been joined by Somia Sisodia from Baylor. Thank you so much for
1: being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely.
0: This has been genetically speaking. Join us next time for new conversations. And check out our online library for more valuable content.